1: So Self-accommodation is broken into two different sections, yeah? For most people, they have to use the rules called furnished holiday debts. And I'll talk to you about the other one in a second. And these are properties that you, you usually find in Cumbria, Somerset, Devon, Cornwall, Peak District, that type of stuff, okay? Where people have a home or a house or a property that they rent out for a certain number of weeks in a year and give the other time to use it for their first purposes. Eh? There's a furnished holiday debt. Those are, that's the basic criteria for service accommodation. I'll share the other one in a, a few seconds. Mm-hmm. So in order to qualify, I mean, if you qualify for service accommodation using a furnished holiday debt, it's treated as a trade. It's not a trade, but it's treated as a trade. Any income you make, you make financial contributions, you claim for allowances, you claim entrepreneur's leave, business asset disposal relief, yeah? You can claim uh, land, remediation We you can claim all the lounges we've talked about in the last two days, yeah? As long as you meet the rules mm-hmm. for, for, for self accommodation. For entrepreneur, that one ten 10% Oh, 1 million, yeah. Should I, okay, should I cease the trading within four years? No. Okay. That was if you have one house that you want to sell, you've got a big game, you think, I don't want to pay the tax, okay? Then you can run it for assay for two years and then, then sell it. Oh, okay. That's that, that. In order to qualify as service accommodation on the basic model, you have to make the property available for commercial letting page number 216 for 210 days. So you've got to actively market it for 210 days. You've got to actually let it out for 105 days in a year. If you don't, you don't meet the rules. And by the way, if you're service accommodation, you claim all your finance costs, yeah? If you're not a service accommodation and you're a you can't claim your finance costs if you're a higher tax payer. So there's a lot of benefits from the NSA. And then if you rent the property to any one person for longer than 31 days, okay, and that adds up to 155 days in a year, you cannot be a service accommodation. So for example, I have an SA unit and I give it to manager for 32 days, 32 days, 32 days, 32, 32, I've gone over 155 days, okay, then I don't qualify for service accommodation. The reason why they've got this particular uh, clause here is to stop people doing longer term lets. SA is supposed to be short term lets, one night, 2 nights, 3 nights, 4 nights, 6, 7 nights. Not um,
0: uh, a month or longer, yeah? <coughs> Depends a month. Um... What about your mortgage for a service accommodation? What type
1: of mortgage do you need for a service accommodation for? You need a... Okay. You need a, a proper furnished holiday land uh, insurance. The uh, mortgage. Furnished holiday land. Furnished holiday, holiday It's pretty common. Most people don't have it, by the way. How somebody find like that person living longer like 30 days? Uh... Okay, I think about. You have a property, yeah. Spalding, okay, in the town center, and then you've got contractors coming, bricklayers, builders, plasterers, roofers coming from Pittsburgh, for example, yeah. or so, right. Cambridge. Yeah. we don't want to travel there every day. We're building a house for Henry. Take six months. We'll take this room from you for six months, yeah. and then that's how you get it for longer than 31 days. You don't want to do that. Because then you, you lose all the time you want. So you want to let it out from five the night, on Airbnb, Booking.com, one night, two nights, three nights yeah. So you're like a hotel in a house. That's where you are. Okay? So the first day that, that you buy, so when you buy the property, first time, the first, these rules apply to the first 365 days. After the first year, this runs well like your car mileage, it runs from the tax year, 6th of April to 5th of April. In the year that you sell the property, these three conditions are for the last 265 days. When you buy, first 365 days, second subsequent years, tax year to tax year, In the year you sell, is the last 265 days, to meet the test of 210, 105, 155. Yeah. If you have three or four people who do SA in the room, they get attacked right now. We've not been told about this rule. If you don't meet the rules, you lose out. However, there is something called averaging, which I'm going to cover for you in a minute. And there's something called a uh, uh, period of grace on page 218, which allows you, if you've got more than one unit, to spread the average uh, over two or more units, so you can still qualify as a furniture in there. Yeah? So if we go on here, go on to page number 222. So Peter's got four essay units. The first one was let out for 130 days, second one 98 days, third one 99 days, and the fourth one 101 days. Remember, you've got to let it out for 105 days or more in a year. So Nadine, there's property two, three, and four forty-five. qualify, meet the condition of 105 days. It doesn't. So those three would fail. Yep. But because it's all one business, you can average the number of stays. You add all four together, divide them by four. In this example here, excuse me, gives you 107 days. You're okay. Yeah. So, say Henry, you got two property, one in Liverpool one in Manchester. The one in Manchester is popular and busy, mm-hmm. and you're renting it out for 200 nights. The one in uh, Liverpool isn't so popular, you're renting out for 50 nights, you do uh, 200 nights, plus 50 nights, 250 nights, divided by two properties, you do 125, you're okay, you carry on. If you you sell the one in Manchester, you keep keep Liverpool, you do 50 nights, you're not selling accommodation. You can't claim uh, capital allowances, you can't claim your interest costs, you can't make any contributions towards pensions. So you're going to make sure you do that over there. And then on page number uh, two to three i'll give you an example here yeah? four properties year one they will qualify year two property three doesn't qualify but the other three qualify and you use the average averaging rules in terms of number of nights and that works okay year three, three Property 3 doesn't qualify, you can use one year period of grace. One year you can skip, you use the period of grace. Year 4 again, you can use one year period of grace. Yeah? So even though property 3 doesn't qualify in year 2, year 3, year 4, because the other properties do, and you use the averaging rule, that qualifies too. So it only works if you've got two or more units. One unit, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Now the other essay. Is when you're doing proper essay, but you're not just offering uh, a room, we're offering additional services. Then you're a proper service apartment, okay? And those other services I have listed for you. Let's look at the here. Okay, look at page 2 to 7. So if you offer meals out, trips out, we so offer meals, breakfast, possibly lunch, dinner, trips out, barbecue facilities. You've got a website, you've got a swimming pool, you've got games and sporting activities, you've got a welcome pack, uh, a personal welcome on arrival, facility for accommodating pets, facilities for children. The more these that you have, the more you're lending itself to being a proper service accommodation business. We have none of those, Henry, uh, Sean, and you're just renting by the night. Then you have to use the furniture Okay, so if I have these facilities, even some contractors want to stay for 60 days I will still... Yeah, you're okay? You're okay, okay Yeah, you're, you're, then, you're like a bread and breakfast You call the SA for your bread and breakfast You're in guest house. yeah? Those rules are applied to, that's quite important yeah. Yeah? And in Liverpool you have loads of contractors Yeah So you want to do some of that stuff, yeah? Yeah, I will yeah. Oh, and then when you tell your business, you're gonna entrepreneurs reap yeah? the first million pounds. If you're not essay it's coming on the preneurs. Yeah? So we're going score from that. Yeah, I'm gonna come down okay. So what's the difference between that and a shed and breakfast? Okay. And so a basic essay is a first of life, where, where you Sandra, uh, stand and think, I wanna go I'll wait for a week, you go to Cornwall you go on a website, someone's got a house there, and they rent a room to you. That's a furnished holiday there. They've got certain rooms that are discovered for you, the two ten, the one or five days, and five days. They have to meet those to get all the different tax you If they don't meet those, they've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you go to Cornwall, and you go there, and the person who owns the house, okay, gives you a personal welcome. They've got swimming pool there, they've got some barbecue facilities, and some of the other things here, okay? Uh, they can be classed as a bed and breakfast. Not bed and breakfast really, they're classed as a bed and breakfast, then those 210 days, 105 days, 135 days, doesn't apply. Those rules are quite onerous. Yeah. They might not look it, but they are onerous. So as long as you provide... extra yes. facilities. As long as you provide, but nobody really use that, then I still qualify? You qualify, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So What's the point of providing? Uh, because you need more person to help you to provide this. So that he's providing so that he falls into a proper SA business and he doesn't meet those rules. And that 210 days, not 5 days, 10 5 days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. that okay. Yeah, that's right. However, your income falls within the scope of VAT. Because when you go to a hotel, you go to a bed and breakfast. Uh, you, you, you may have to pay VAT in the state. Yeah. yeah? So whether you're a Furnish already led, whether you're a proper SA, if you go over 85,000 yeah. pounds, you've got to pay VAT on the income. Yeah? If somebody stays with you for 30 nights, okay, yeah. first 28 nights, you charge VAT, for the 29th night onwards, no VAT. But after 28 nights, it becomes a short-term stay, so any additional lights you don't charge really a mm. yeah. That same applies to staying in a hotel in the UK. Mm. Yeah, But I don't think any of us are going to stay in a hotel for 28 nights in the UK. I'm looking forward to my bed today. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a hard day, isn't it? Well, not bad. I had someone above me who just doesn't want to go to sleep. Yeah? Yes, it's like we're walking up and down through the middle of the night, do not like a Mark, <laughs> why? Why? Why did you do that, Sandra? I thought it to keep on the wall the whole weekend. They wanted to keep you on your toes. Same. Oh. <laughs> I was watching the end of Fast and the Furious. Yeah, my favorite He started with one and ended up watching all night in one go. <laughs> and then came straight here. And then I paced around in my room. You <laughs> thought he was riding a new albumini. Yeah. While riding a horse. Yeah. If
0: you are
1: service accommodation, you can use something called the 12 operators margin scheme for VET purposes. Especially if you're doing to SA. What that means is. You don't pay VAT on the total night stay. You only pay VAT on your margin. Let me give you an example. Marius has got four properties, okay, that he rents out to Sean. Okay, Sean. And you charge Marius, Marius 20% commission to manage those properties. As I say, could be 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You charge 100 pounds per night for would who stays there. Mm-hmm. And your turnover is more than 85 grand. That £100 includes VAT, which is £16 VAT. When Sandro Estes gives you £100, £16 goes to a VAT man. If you qualify, you get the the of Operator's Margin scheme, which means you say to HMRC, I'm not making £100. I'm only charging my 25%. So from the £100, £75 goes to him, which is but I only make £25. When Sandra stayed with me and spends hundred pounds, I'm making twenty-five pounds. So I only owe you five pounds VAT, which is twenty percent of your margin of your t- twenty five pounds. Yeah. Five children sixteen. No, because you usually what happens around about a bit, your price includes VAT. Okay. You have the hundred pound nights, unlike most of the things, includes VAT. It's like when you go to a, a restaurant, you it's, it's, it's Ten pounds for a starter. It doesn't say ten pounds plus VAT, includes VAT. Yeah. Okay. So the night stay includes VAT, but now you're doing TOMS, You you your uh paying VAT on your margin as opposed to the whole night stay. Mm-hmm. So so, it, so in the year first example, you pay sixteen pounds to HMRC. If you use TOMS, you pay five pounds. Yeah, because twenty percent of your twenty-five percent margin. Yeah. And how would you determine the cost to get out? It depends how much uh Sean's pay yeah, how much pain, uh, the owner. Mm-hmm. So uh Maris becomes the owner of the property, Sean's the operator. And that's why Tom operates my scheme, here. Yeah? So he doesn't own the properties, he just manages them. Um so it's rent to SA. So do I end the vehicle for Yeah, you do. So generally speaking, when you're doing property, you need a separate vehicle for different strategies. So HMOs, buy lets, say one company, flips should be in a separate company, commercial conversions separate company, sourcing separate company, SA separate company. Keep them all separate. Okay. So looking at this slide here. If Sean was on the standard rate of VAT, column number 5, okay Sean, you made make £69,000 profit and ninety two, so on so forth, yeah? Mm-hmm. If you use TOMS, your profit goes up from sixty nine grand to hundred grand, so on so forth, okay? So in this slide at the end you're making £22,000 profit on standard rate using TOMS you're making 466 grand. So you're better off qualifying for Toms. Yeah. If Toms Tom's applies, Sean, you have to use Toms. But that applies, that only applies if I don't own that property. Yes. (laughs) David, there is another clever you on the property. You have two separate companies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So gets complicated, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So we can get around it. Oh. Then what I've done for you on page number two, Mm -hmm. page number 230, I've said for the, for the four properties, uh, let's say again, Sean, he buys the properties for 635, 850, and 900 grand, yeah? Uh, when he buys the properties, uh, he's got some capital allowances. When he carries out work on the property after he's bought it, he's got further capital allowances. Uh, so in total, so he gets two of capital allowances, yeah? One on purchase, one on refurb. So his total capital allowances are 669 on the purchase and 339 on the additional work. So in total, uh, Sean has just over a million pounds worth of capital allowances. you claim to Yeah, so on page number 231, I've done the whole calculation for you. You, can do, you don't need to worry about how we got to it, yeah? yeah. I've shown you uh, what the profit is, so 104,140. Capital allowances on purchase 192, I've shown you how he claim that, I've shown you how he you claim the AIA and you can see how, how much uh, tax we're going to reduce on the next slide on page 232. So uh, on page 231, I've shown you the calculation for the capital allowances, it's quite lengthy and complicated. In year 3, I'm showing you how much tax he's going to pay after Tom's and capital allowances. And to make it really simple, and again, I won't go into detail because those are people who s- SA get excited about right. this because it means more to them. Because you guys aren't doing SA, we're going mm-hmm. to worry about it too much. But uh, i have shown you here, by having four, uh, one, one, two, three, four different units, claiming capital allowances and using TOMS, okay? Uh, Sean is going to be able to save £263,000 in tax over one, two, three, four, five years. Five years. That's fifty grand a year on four SA units, and if you look at the income on page number two to nine, okay, it's not that high. it's not big business. To do two hundred grand in SA on five properties, it's not big money. So all the five, pro- pro- all the four pro- five? Four properties, four properties under the same LLP. Same LLP. On to slide 233, this gets where it gets interesting. Uh, Sean saved all that tax because he's making quite a bit of profit. He can further pay 40,000 pounds into his pension from his LLP, okay, towards his SAS and reduce his tax even more. If Sean hasn't made the contribution from the last four years, he can contribute those two, which is 40,000 times three, 120,000, okay and pay that towards the SAS and reduce tax even more. So if you've made no pension contribution sure, and you do service accommodation, and you claim capital lounges and TOMS and you do uh, SAS, in this example here, okay, your tax saving is going to be 291,000. to buy residential property which will be converted to social accommodation No But I I can can buy ready-made service accommodation No, when you put social accommodation into uh, uh, a because it becomes a trading activity uh, they're not going to allow it Oh, they're going to trade They're doing
0: to trade, yeah Yeah, Um, so when you're going out to but you can then, once your mortgage term is over, say, right, I want this to be a holiday let and apply for a fully furnished um, service
1: You can, not but you can't move it into a uh, SaaS. Uh, because SA is a trading business, and SaaS isn't a vehicle to use for trading businesses. You can hold commercial property, but you can't run a business through it. i SaaS. If you think about it, what would we all do? We'd all start a SaaS and start a business through their paying no tax. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. could the staffs can buy a property and then lease it to the Yeah, yeah, you yeah. that? Yeah. The staffs could buy a commercial property and lease it to an operator. Let mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. do that. you You're giving then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Now, slide 234, and again, I covered this up. I covered for you uh, when I did the LLP example. So once uh, Sean does the LLP, says capital allowances, once he's used up all the capital allowances, three 234, he can then incorporate. When he incorporates, he claims section 162, incorporation relief, pay no capital gains tax on no the value of his properties. Because he set up as an LLP, no SDLT to pay. And when, the, when he transfers the properties from the LLP into a limited company, he gets the uplift in the base cost. Remember over here, we showed that example, he bought the property for 3 million, market value 5 million, Transferred them into a limited company, the new price is 5 million, yeah? yeah? So now, okay, you remove the capital gain for the five years you have the LLP, that's the, the SA business, in the LLP by incorporating, yeah? Yeah. And even more taxable you sell it in the future, yeah? Just, this is the question I think I was trying to ask. You've got a part of that
0: mortgage. Yeah. Two year fixed comes to the end of the fix, you want to do service accommodation, you then apply for a... FHL. FHL, Furnished holiday, yeah. holiday let. Yeah. How long will those mortgages normally are? They can be five years fixed or three years fixed, whatever yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, and then you start with service accommodation. It's a trading company though. If you meet the rules. If you meet the rules, yeah. Is that property at that moment in time, should it be in an LLP? No, if you just have it one.
1: No. But, if you, if you think, I'm going to have five, six, seven of these in it. Yes. But this, Yes. Put
0: them into the LW, because this is coming
1: onto what we were, you were advising yeah. the outside. playing all the capital allowances, Yeah. then incorporate it into the limited company. Mm-hmm. That's, that could work. Yeah. But that only applies. Yeah. And it would work in Harley Street, especially. But that, or anywhere around there, Because people are going in and out of London all the time. They don't want to pay $200, $200, 200, £200, £200 a night to stay in a hotel. So service foundation is very popular, and you've got restrictions for how many nights you can rent out based on the different councils, so you have to work that out, but yeah. yeah. But, but if Mark decides to continue investing in service condition he can keep those properties being... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, keep until you, until you, until you stop and use your work yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, this is the other question, when you say community, what like
0: the capital allowance is, what we actually is that based on that chart? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, that's is there a, maxim, there's a maximum allowance for each of
1: your capital allowances? The maximum allowance is the amount of money you spend on refurbishing the property plus whatever allowances we been co- uh, claimed for you identified when you bought the property at the start. That's the maximum. So, the total cost is the maximum. Okay, big figure. So, page number 235. I just I'm going to cover this because I already did this for Sean with the example I'm on the board. Okay, I just go through. Okay, what happens in terms of the uplift in base cost for incorporation? So, the property of, in this example bought for 3.345 million, Okay, uh, capital spending number is seven hundred ninety one grand. So the total cost shown is four point one three six million. Current market value is five point two. If he sells the properties right now, he's going to make. Uh, a of uh, a million quid, you've got to pay 297 grand tax. If you move them into a limited company, the new cost is the current market value. So no tax to pay on that gain.
0: Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple.